Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 404. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin. I'm riding solo tonight. A little bit of an emergency pod. I know it wasn't immediately following the show. Hey, to the Dodgers news, but got to it as quickly as I could. Needed to get it out before the week started. So here we are, Sunday night, breaking down the show. Hey, Otani to the Dodgers move seven hundred million dollars. Seven. Hundred million dollars. Let's run it again. Seven hundred million dollars. Are you kidding me? People thought, okay, let, let's just take a second to think about this. People thought they said, there's no way, there's no way. This guy gets 500, 500, half a billion dollars. And then, you know, time starts to go on. Days pass. And people start to think. Could we get to six? Six has to be the cap, like no more than six. You had you had pros, pros talking about this. You, I mean, the ultimate professionals the experts talking about there's no that it, it stops at six it he's a great player two-way something we've never seen since babe ruth better than babe ruth but it stops at six no the dodgers said you know what how how about seven how about seven let can we try seven and the craziest thing there I got, look, I got a lot of thoughts and, and I'm going to get into them here. The craziest thing about this whole thing is that even in the last 24 hours, we have seen, and this is sad. We have seen the narrative surrounding Shohei Otani completely flip on its head. We went from talking about how, and I say we, I don't, I don't include myself here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not part of this narrative. I'm not pushing this camp. The narrative literally 48 hours ago, Shohei Otani, unicorn, greatest we've ever seen, possibly will go down as the greatest of all time, deserves a blank check. Oh, what's that? He signed with the Dodgers for 700 million washed might not even pitch again overrated about himself worst contract of all time what are we talking about well, honestly what are we what are we doing as baseball fans this whole this whole scenario that has played out over the last 2 days has really just to me encapsulated where baseball is at right now you've got I don't need, we're going to get into the, the reporters, but you've got reporters talking about he's on a flight to Toronto. You've got reporters apologizing. You've got reporters correcting one another. You've got 
baseball fans, as I've already mentioned, flip-flopping overnight on this guy. We're talking about the greatest baseball player. That, if there ever was any question, can we just go ahead now that this deal is all but done? I don't, as of right now, I don't know if the Dodgers have technically acknowledged this deal yet officially in an official capacity. But if there was any ever, if there was ever any question, can we just go ahead and say that the the largest contract in North American sports history, if if not like world history, I, uh, has there been a greater contract than seven hundred million? Can we just go ahead and say that the guy that gets that, like by far, is probably the greatest baseball player I've ever seen? So. There's just been so much that's happened again within the last two days that uh, has me and and I'm not trying to put myself on any sort of pedestal or high horse here, but I, I've just sat back and, and laughed like, sure, I got the graphic out letting you letting the folks know, hey, look, 10 years, 700 mil. Do with that what you will. But I wasn't sitting there trying to break down the financials of it. I wasn't sitting there trying to talk about, well, is it really worth it? We'll get into that spoiler yeah it is uh but just so much has happened and for such a i don't want to say tumultuous but for such a whirlwind of a free agency storyline that the shohei camp and company has brought with it to me it's just it's wild yet very predictable that it ended up with him signing with the Dodgers. It's just, it's very strange to me. The fact that I feel like there was a handful of teams granted, you could probably count them on one hand, how many realistically were going to be able to do this or something even remotely close to this. I don't know if anybody but the Dodgers would go 700 mil. Although maybe the Padres, the Padres probably would have went like a Billy paid him till he's like 60 because that I don't that just seems to be something they do now. Um but I just thought that you know he might end up with somebody else. It just it it seemed too easy. I'll say that. It seemed too easy. Too predictable. And credit to some of the folks out there who had been saying this since day one, but I've seen a lot of people saying, well he was never going to the Giants. He was never going to the such and such like slow down let let's not let's not rewrite history here okay i i think it was fair to say that majority of baseball fans were waiting on pins and needles trying to figure out uh is he coming to my team or is he just gonna end up with the dodgers and i think they had good reason to think that you know it's it's a possibility because after all again i, I mentioned a couple episodes ago if you watch that show hey doc I think it's like ESPN plus whatever. If you watch that, his own agent and people in his circle talked about the fact that nobody really understood why he went to the angels. There wasn't a great reason. And I don't even know if Shohei is technically provided one, at least in a, in an official capacity, maybe in passing, but I don't think any explanation has really been provided for just why he decided for the angels. So, that decision in and of itself right there tells you, okay, well, if he's going to go to the Angels, 
knowing, I, I mean, I'm sure he did his research before he made that decision, knowing that it's not exactly the Dodgers. It's not the Yankees. It's like the, the, even the Cubs, it's not one of these prestigious franchises in that regard. So it's not, ex it wasn't to me, at least it wasn't exactly a shoe in for him to end up with the Dodgers. I, oh, again, it, it was predictable. It was, it was likely, but I was not writing. I, I was not writing these other teams off by any stretch. Um, and so all of this happens and we find this out from a statement that he makes on Instagram, which to me is one of, I'll call it a highlight is one of, is one of the, the ultimate highlights of this whole fiasco, if you want to call it that, because as I mentioned, you had people tracking flights, private, private jet flights. You had people checking reservations for restaurants in Toronto. You had, again, I've, I've I sound like a broken record at this point. You have reporters just not having a clue as to what's going on with this guy, pretending that they know, but nobody knew. Until Shohei Otani himself comes out with a post on Instagram with the most generic image I think I've ever seen. I mean, I, he may honestly... The more I think, I've, and I've been thinking about it, like how in the world could you just post the most generic graphic on Instagram? He may have jumped the gun. Like I, I would love to know the story of what went down the day that this all came out on, on Saturday. Because you would think that his camp would be like, yo, Shohei, maybe at the very least go to Google Images and at least search like high res Dodger logos before you go posting it to social media. If that, like, if that's the route you're going to take, do your thing, dude. You're the $700 million man. But just a word of advice, maybe search like high res images because I looked at that and literally, I'm pretty sure he went to Google images, searched Dodgers logo and pulled like from the first four or five images that came up. I don't know. But all that to say, he comes out with this with this statement, and I'll read it here. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's reached the masses at this point, but uh, for for those who maybe missed it or didn't catch the translation, uh, I'll I'll put this out for you guys. To all the fans and everyone involved in the baseball world, I apologize for taking so long to come to a decision. I decided to choose the Dodgers as my next team. First of all, I would like to express my sincere gratitude to everyone involved with the Angels organization and the fans who have supported me over the past six years, as well as to everyone involved with each team that was part of this negotiation process, especially to the Angels fans who supported me through all of the ups and downs. Your guys' support and cheer meant the world to me. The six years I spent with the Angels will remain etched in my heart forever. And to all Dodgers fans, I pledge to always do what's best for the team and always continue to give it my all to be the best version of myself. Until the last day of my playing career, I want to continue to strive forward, not only for the Dodgers, but for the baseball world. There are some things that cannot be conveyed in writing, so I would like to talk more about this again at a, at a later press conference. Thank you very much. Now you tell me, after just having heard that, and presumably having read that 
uh, at some point over the last few days. You tell me, does this sound like a guy that's all about himself? Does this sound like a guy who's only concerned about number one? Does this sound like a guy who uh, lacks respect for the people that he interacts with at a professional level, whether it's representatives from, a North, from another organization, whether it's fans of another organization, fans of his own, his former organization? Does this sound like a guy that isn't worthy of your respects as a baseball player? I think he's very much deserving of your respect, whether you, whether you're a, uh, an Angels fan, whether you're a Dodgers fan, whether you're a fan of the Blue Jays, who's upset that he's not coming to Toronto. That statement right there. Have you have you ever heard of a of a statement following an acquisition, a trade, a free agency signing of a player of this caliber where he comes out and starts it with? I want to apologize for taking so long to come to a decision. I mean, I, I had to do a double or triple take when I read that because I'm going, dude, you don't, you don't owe us an apology. You don't owe us anything. Like you're Shohei Otani. And the thing that cracks me up about all of this and I'll I'll need to reference this tweet because I don't want to misquote and it's it's just it's it perfectly encapsulates again where we are as a sport as fans it it it's laughable. Uh Morgan Bag on Twitter says it's funny the argument is being made that the MLB needs a salary cap for parity's sake despite the fact that in 2023, the Yankees, Mets, and Padres all missed the playoffs. The Orioles won the AL East. Tampa Bay and Miami made the wild card, and Arizona won the NLCS. And then she follows up and says, why do you not want the greatest player of this generation and maybe of all time to get paid? Like, you say that you want... You you say as baseball fans that you're pro player. You, you say that you want these guys to get paid and compensated fairly f- considering the amount of money that the sport makes. And so you have a guy here that is getting paid. But the thing is, is in the process, he wants to keep it private. And we laugh at that. We scoff at that as fans. And we say, and you got guys again to 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 revisit the Buster Olney piece. You've got reporters talking about, well, this is a huge miss for baseball. It's 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 sort of embarrassing almost that he's he's taking this approach. You've got fans talking about, well, he's just all about himself. Would you would you just suck it up and stop being a diva and just move on? But then. You got people that talk about a guy like LeBron James for, uh, and if you if you're old enough to recall the 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 feature that he did, the decision when he announced that he was going to Miami. That right there just goes to show you that people just love to complain about things because you've got a guy 
regardless how you feel about LeBron James in that moment, and he would tell he's he's told us before, like if if he could go back and do it again, he he would because it, he just it wasn't it wasn't the right thing to do, making it all about himself at that at that point in time. But he was young in his career, so you know, we we move on. But you've got a guy like that in that scenario where he's all about himself, and then you've got a guy like Shohei, who's like, look. I'm not trying to have any information, but I think everybody and their mother knows that this is about to be a rather historic moment for this sport. And selfishly for myself, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not an idiot. All I ask is that we just keep this behind closed doors. That's it. You know, I, I don't want, I don't want things to be used as leverage. I don't want, I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I want to get what I'm worth because I recognize the value that I bring to uh, whatever organization I'm a part of. But at the very least, can we just keep it behind closed doors? That's it. So you, you, I don't, it's just so frustrating hearing people flip flop on this guy because up until Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, I was of the belief that not one person out there dislikes Shohei. How, I mean, how could you? And now just all these narratives, it's, it's, it's just crazy, man. The tune has completely changed and it's, it's really pitiful. And I, and I feel for the guy, man. I mean, my goodness. You make this decision, you you assume it's going to be well-received, but no, I think the human race, specifically the baseball fan population, uh, really revealed its true nature in, after all of this. Just, I mean, the fact that I was, I kid you not, I was seeing words overrated, washed, worst contract of all time, injury-prone, like all of these things just being thrown out left and right. And I think it's just because they're upset that he didn't end up with their club. That's it. Um, but anyway, all that to say, let's talk, let, we need to talk, we need to rewind here and we need to talk about the, the lead up to all of this because my goodness, what a circus and look, any opportunity I get to just rail on these MLB so-called reporters, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. Now more than ever, maybe not in the past, but I'm I'm beyond fed up with these reporters, man. I mean, what a joke. Like it it's it's the sports equivalent of a weatherman now. It that's that's where that's where it's gotten. You can be right maybe a third of the time. And you're still gonna keep your job. It's it's pitiful. It's absolutely pitiful. As a as a baseball reporter. We need to de-evolve from becoming clickbait. We're becoming the laughing stock of sports. And honestly, I've already I've already dove into this at length. But this whole digital media world that has been born, honestly, even just within like the last six months to a year, where where the monetization, and again, I, I'm not I'm not trying to pretend like I know which of these guys is uh, are monetized, um, what impact clicks and impressions has. All I know is that 
it's safe to say now, and I'm I'm not speculating, it's just reality. It's where we are. That a majority now of what these guys are putting out, aside from Jeff Passan, I think we can all agree that unless Jeff tweets it out, you may as well continue to hold your breath because nothing's for certain unless Jeff tweets it out. Um, the majority of what these guys are putting out, out now is just it's impressions, it's clickbait, it's it's speculation intended to their credit gets people talking about the game it gets people talking about individuals like Shohei Juan Soto guys like that guys of that nature but it's such a bad look and it's so draining man trying to keep up with these rumors and you have you have uh, I'm just gonna call him by name John Morosi what my my friend what are we doing what are we doing who is your source Who's telling you that Shohei is on a plane to Toronto? If nobody's telling you that, why are you just pulling it from the internet, not truly knowing? Because you know in the position that you're in, Mr. Morosi, that we, it, it's, it's really a funnel here. It's really a funnel. It's a pyramid. It's a triangle. The baseball reporters are up here, or so we think. They're up here. They're the funnel of information from these so-called sources. Again, nobody really knows if any of these guys actually have legitimate sources because I'm, that's really that's something that's really come into question in the last two to three years, given the the debacle after debacle that we've seen in the uh, trade deadline periods and the free agency periods. But that's on you. Like, don't don't look at us. And uh, he he certainly acknowledged it. He apologized. We we got to that, or he got to that rather. But we're looking to you. We're looking to John Morosi. We're looking to Jeff Passan. We're looking to Bob Nightingale. Guys like that. And as as often as they mess up. Who else do we have to look to? We can't we can't reach out to these agencies. We don't have these sources. So all we can do is really just rely on your word. And I'll be honest, their word doesn't really mean all that much anymore. And so you've got a guy like John Morosi, again, talking about, well, Shohei is on a flight to Toronto. And it turns out it was... It was freaking Rob from Shark Tank. It was Rob from Shark Tank. And then John Morosi comes back out again. You you all have probably already seen this and read this. But he comes back out with an apology. Well, the initial, the you know, Again, for if you haven't seen it, he comes out with the initial tweet. Shohei Otani, he says, sources. That's that's my favorite. When they start out with sources. Who's your source, John? Shohei Otani is en route to Toronto today. This is this is on the 8th. A representative of his agency, CAA, would not comment when asked about Otani's travel plans. At this hour, Otani does not have a signed agreement with any major league team. Later that day, tweets... To, and this is this is pinned his uh, pinned tweet right now on his profile if you want to go see it. So 
Must be pretty remorseful about it. Today, I posted reporting that included inaccurate information that Shohei Otani was traveling to Toronto. I regret the mistake and apologize to baseball fans everywhere. I'm deeply sorry for letting you down. My question is this. So what if he was on a flight to Toronto? Was it what? I'm guessing the answer is yes. Was it worth the impressions? But was it worth looping yourself because i think john morosi if we can be on and I, I don't want to spend any more time harping on john morosi they're they're all guilty of it to some degree but was it was it worth it john to loop yourself in there with guys like bob nightingale who just time after time and john Heyman, it was who just time after time just put their foot in their mouth was it was it worth it to speculate on something that you maybe thought was accurate, but turns out it wasn't to then have to turn around and, and walk it back for a detail that, I mean, sure. Coincidentally. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. He's going to Toronto. There's rumors flying around that he's going to end up with the blue Jays. Yeah. I'll give you that. But like, it was a flight. It's not like we saw him at an airport in Toronto. It's not like we uh, saw him at a restaurant or walking out of some sort of uh, we, we didn't see him walking out of a high rise in Toronto. It was a flight and we didn't even know if it was him. Anyway, you had that, you had the, uh, the Kikuchi dinner saga. My goodness. What a, I mean, <laughs> it's look, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to pretend like I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have my eyes glued. I wouldn't be refreshing Twitter every six seconds. Uh, if I, if these details started coming out, but hindsight, man, and I know it's always 2020, but hindsight, it's just so goofy when you really stop to think about it. Like we were spending our day tracking a private jet from a TV show star. And we were checking open table reservations to see if there was reservations open past 5.30. Are we sick as baseball fans? <laughs> and I include myself in that because if I was a Blue Jays fan, I might be doing the same thing. Are we sick? What is wrong with us? Why do we do this? We're sick in the head, man. This is... Wow. Yeah, and going back to the dinner thing, you had Clarence. It all, I think, started from a tweet from this this guy Clarence Frazier, who said, "You say Kikuchi reserves entire upscale sushi restaurant near the Rogers Center for tonight." And this was on the eighth. Reservation made for fifty plus people. Make of it what you will. I mean, yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, okay, the, the dots are starting to connect here. But to me, it's it's the report, it's the national reporter thing. Like, I don't no offense, I don't know who this Clarence Frazier is. It's not John Morosi in turn. Maybe he's maybe he's big in his own thing. I don't even know if he's if he's a baseball guy. I saw something, he's like a He's like a singer. I don't know. I don't know who this Clarence Frazier guy is. But John Morosi, we got we to gotta do a little more digging, man. 
because you know that you're up against it with passing. Like I, I understand these guys, they won't, they may not admit it, but they're all up against like the passing boss. If, if this was a video game, passing's the, the final level. And I don't think they'll ever beat this video game. So knowing that, maybe tighten up your sources a little bit. Maybe clean it up, especially with somebody that has a stature that Shohei Otani does. And then going back to it, the announcement finally comes out. Only It turns out only Shohei this entire time knew. Him and his people. And I say, and his people, maybe his people didn't even know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe this was just Shohei going rogue. Who knows? And to repeat, a 10-year, $700 million contract. An AAV of 70 mil. He's not going to make 70 mil. Just want to just want to make that clear because there's a lot of people out there saying talk about handcuffing a team. Well, he's not uh talking about passing. I think he actually put I think he put a I may not have the exact post. Oh yeah, okay. It was either it was either, I think it was part of a tweet he put out or maybe an article that got sent out, but talking about the AV versus deferrals says, depending, depending on the size and length of the, of the deferrals, because it was, it was assumed that this is going to be like majorly, majorly deferred. And without knowing the details yet, as of this particular moment, uh, because the last I checked, we still don't know the final concrete details. You can only assume that this is going to be very, very much under the deferred umbrella because otherwise, I mean, 70 million a year, my goodness. Uh, but anyway, his tweet, he said, depending, depending on the size and length of the deferrals, Otani's CBT number is likelier to wind up in the 40 to $50 million a year range, an enormous benefit for the Dodgers. Did a little more digging around. Turns out this was Shohei's idea. Um, again, this is just going off of what these reporters say. We don't really know. Maybe it wasn't Shohei's idea, but I'd like to think it was, given the little we know uh, about him as a person that, that's been made known to the, the public baseball world. Like We can assume that this guy is looking out for the team that he's a part of, you know? So given that... I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about the deferrals. I want to talk about some of the. I want to talk about the AAV, and I want to talk about the total numbers. Seven hundred million dollars. By far the largest contract signed by an MLB free agent. Number one, Shohei Otani, obviously. Number two, Aaron Judge at three hundred and sixty million. Number three. Bryce Harper at 330 million. I'm not that great at math, but that's 690 million, which is short of Shohei Otani's contract. Aaron Judge and Bryce Harper combined, and Shohei's still on top. That, I mean, I've seen so many of these, these nuggets come out, these putting the contract into perspective 
sort of posts. And I mean, you talk about two of the biggest names in baseball. Say what you will about Aaron Judge. Say what you will about Bryce Harper. Two of the biggest names in baseball. Two of the faces of this sport. And together, with as wild as their markets and fiascos were, as closely as we were glued to those stories, together, still short. Shohei Otani surpassed former teammate Mike Trout's 12-year $426.5 million contract as the largest fully guaranteed deal in North American sports history. Again, I did a good I did a quick Google search and just for the sake of uh reassurance, I'm gonna do it again in case something has populated in the last hour because I checked this shortly before I flipped the mic on. And when I checked, I couldn't find a larger contract. Largest sports contract ever. Is that is that fair to say? Can I can I go to Wikipedia? Do we do we collectively trust that at least for this exercise? Uh contract value. I'm ranking it by contract value. I'm not I'm not ranking it by AAV. I'm not ranking it average per game slash event as it has here as an option. I'm not not ranking it based on length of contract. Contract value in U.S. dollars. As of right now, Lionel Messi is number one with $674 million. Albeit it's a four-year contract. We're still talking total dollars here. Uh, I mean... It hasn't. I'm. I'm venturing. I'm. I'm guessing that it hasn't been updated because, as I mentioned, as of this very second, we'll do. A, we'll double check here. Go to Dodgers Twitter account. Uh, yep. Nothing but a good luck. Good luck, MLS Cup final posts, and a happy birthday post. Nothing about Shohei. Um, so I'm guessing that's the only reason has, this hasn't been updated, but, uh, that right there tells me that this would be the largest contract in sports history. So there you have it. Um, I, I saw, I, I also saw this contract is worth more than the coyotes, the, uh, the NHL, the Arizona coyotes franchise. Worth more than the franchise. And a name we already mentioned, LeBron James. His on-court career earnings, and I know it's separate from his endorsements and all that, but this dude's been playing for a minute and has made some, he's made some quiche, if we're being honest. His whole career. His whole career. Doesn't even match Shohei's tenure contract. Now looking at the AAV, the seventy million AAV eclipses Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer at their forty-three point three million dollar mark 
and I know you all have heard this, but it's worth it. it it's worth repeating. The seventy million is more than the twenty twenty three opening day payrolls of the Baltimore Orioles, who are at sixty point nine million, and the Oakland A's at fifty six point nine million. I got one better for you. Seven hundred million. Shohei Otani. The last ten years, the Oakland A's payroll, six hundred sixty-seven million. Their entire payroll for not one, not five, ten. Ten seasons. Ten. And look, going back to that, going back to that tweet. The conversation about salary caps and salary floors starts and stops with the fact, with the reality, with the truth that baseball owners, baseball, anybody involved with the financials, owners, ownership groups, so on and so forth. I get it's a flex to own a sports franchise. I understand that. But there has to be, there has to be some level of dedication to the team. And if you're only, if you're only acquiring a franchise for a proverbial notch on the bedpost, for for your investments, for your portfolio, get out of here. Get out of here. The people that are talking about a salary cap in baseball, do you not understand that in doing so, you're punishing the teams, you're punishing the owners and the ownership groups that actually care about baseball? that are actually interested in investing in the product, that are actually invested in making what you see on that diamond better, actually interested in pursuing a World Series title so that come October, come November, you can be acquiring a plane ticket or a bus ticket or a train ticket or taking a drive downtown to go to a World Series parade. Why don't we start with a salary floor? Why don't we start with a salary floor and make it a requirement for these organizations? These poverty, we talk, we throw poverty franchises, fans, as not just baseball fans, sports fans, we throw that around all the time. Poverty franchise. No, there's true poverty franchises in baseball. There are, true poverty franchises in baseball and it starts with them we need to start having some real real tough conversations about what it is that they're intending to do moving forward because say what you will but the dodgers said we like shohei otani they've been look we've been we've been talking about this for a a year or two now, as as have many other baseball outlets, the Dodgers were moving quietly 
They were making moves. They were freeing up space. They were freeing up money to make this happen for a number of years now. And they still like, look, let's be honest. They still, for the last year or two, they gave it, they gave it a solid run for honestly a year or two where for all intents and purposes, you could say they kind of punted. They're like, no, we're, we're positioning, we're posturing ourselves to acquire this guy. And they went out and said, how $700 million sound. Now, why, why, please tell me. And I, I've yet to hear a great, I've, I've yet to hear an acceptable answer. Why would we look at a team like the Dodgers and say, that's not good for baseball? Why don't we start looking at teams like the Oakland A's, the Tampa Bay Rays, the Miami Marlins, teams like that, that they, they try to, they try to window shop. They try to budget shop that they try to get out of this spending as little money as, and I understand it's a business, but we need to, like I said, we need to start looking at teams like that and say, look, a floor is being implemented. And if you don't reach that, then get out of the game, like get out of the sport, looking at the owners, the ownership groups. If you're not interested in acquiring the best talent and doing whatever it takes to get it. I mean, what, what are you doing here? Like why, why all that to say though, although the Dodgers did acquire baseball's best talent, it begs the question, is it enough? And I know that sounds crazy, but need I remind you, Shohei Otani will not be pitching for the Dodgers in 2024. Uh, and that's honestly, I mean, it's no secret. That's the, that's the area where they need the most help. I mean, we're looking right now at a rotation of Walker Bueller, Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepio, Ryan Yarbrough, Emmett Sheehan. Does that sound like a rotation that can get you past the end of September? Maybe if you have a couple regular season games to start October like we usually do. But, I mean, look, we say it time and time again, and it, it shows itself every October and even into November now that we're we're dipping into that month with the postseason. Pitching matters. You have to have pitching. And with this move, it doesn't help you on that front. And sure, you can come out and say that you're still interested in Yamamoto, but whew, I think I think if we're being honest, I think the uh I think the PR team over at over Dodger Stadium's riding the high a little too much. I think they're still a little, uh, they're still a little gassed up, a little fumed up. Because I think if we're being honest, uh, going out and getting Yamamoto too. In addition to this, I don't know. You, you may have to look elsewhere. You may have to dip into the the second, third tiers to at least provide a little bit of depth in that rotation to get you 
get you going a little bit because you know that offense is going to do what it's going to do. I mean, looking at the 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 lineup, you're talking, you're looking at Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, which is kind of wild. Like I, I don't know much about Shohei's best fit in terms of a spot in the lineup. Like I haven't looked at the the numbers in, at at that level, but it just seems wild to me to have Shohei has Shohei been a two guy in in LA or Anaheim I feel like I should know that but that just I don't know I figured they would have slotted them elsewhere but you got projected lineup Mookie Betts one Shohei Otani two Freddie Freeman three Will Smith four Max Muncie five James Outman six Jason Hayward seven Chris Taylor eight Gavin Lux nine I mean, honestly, give me the top four in that lineup and call it a day. Like, I, anything you get out of five through nine, that's a cherry on top, man. I mean, my goodness. That, that one through four can hang with anybody. And I, I saw a lot of comparison or a lot of comps being made to uh, that lineup in Atlanta. And, yeah, I'll give it to them. That's a, that's a scary lineup, but... I mean, what are we really, what are we really talking about here? Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith. Like I said, that lineup's going to be deadly, but it's you're gonna, and it sounds crazy, man. You made the splash of the off season, Los Angeles Dodgers. Congratulations, I tip my cap. I would imagine there was a number of teams in the running for this guy, but you pulled it off. Uh, credit to you. And again, I know it sounds crazy, but you, you got to keep going. Like this isn't, this isn't going to cut it. That rotation imposes no fear if we're being quite honest, because Walker Bueller's coming off, still coming off the injury. And we, we just don't know. Like you just don't know what you're going to get from him in 2024. So of the names that are listed there, that would be the one where you could maybe you could maybe hang your hat on, but you don't even know what you're going to get out of him. And he's your he's your one. So what does that tell you about the rest of the rotation? I I don't know, but you're going to need to go out and get a little more because you you can't you you can't you can't go into opening day with that. You gotta you gotta figure out. A mid, a middle of the rotation option, maybe two, pr- probably two. I would, I would say, is what they're hoping for, because that just ain't it. Um, but <sighs> look, man, I think the big, the biggest part of this conversation comes down to the question of is this worth it? And I think that's what we need to wrap up our conversation with here. Is a $700 million over 10-year contract worth it? And the answer is yes. And if you say otherwise, you're looking at it through too narrow of a scope. Because I have to, I have to point out, and I'll I need to credit uh baseball doesn't exist. Great account. If you don't, if you don't follow them, put out a video. On this very on this very matter, is it is he worth seven hundred million dollars? Literally opens 
the video saying that an economist estimated that Shohei Otani generated $337 million of revenue in a single year. A single year. If you just look at this from a business perspective, this contract is going to pay for itself and then some. What are we really talking about here? Honestly, all you, I mean, and I'm not, I'm no business expert here. But you really just needed to be able to front the money. And the Dodgers did that. They can sit back now. They can let the jersey sales roll in. They can let the insane, I can't even imagine what those ticket prices are going to be. You can let that revenue come in. The merch, the increased attention surrounding something like spring training where, you know, any given year, it's going to be a popular attraction. Go out and catch a, catch some spring training games. That, I tell you what, that place is going to be, if if I recall, that's, is that Camelback with the Dodgers rat? That's going to be the place to be come February, come March. So that's something that we're not even talking about. Something else I, I saw in that video that I honestly prior to this year hadn't even it hadn't even registered on my radar is the Japanese advertising behind home plate that like I said ne- never even clicked. But when you do a deep when you when you do a deep dive into how much you're really getting from that and how much attention you're not only getting from the fans of your own organization, but from the fans of an entire country, possibly continent. I don't know. I would imagine Shohei's influence in Asia is greater than we could even fathom. I don't think it's just Japan that we're looking at, if we're being honest. So you take all of that, they're just going to follow Shohei wherever he goes. And that attention and the money that comes from that in any variety of ways comes with it. Not to mention what he does for you on the field. Okay, we're not talking about some, some oily salesman who just finessed his way into this contract. The guy backs it up. And sure... We already know he's not pitching in 2024, but if he does come back in 2025 at the earliest, if he's their opening day starter, we don't know. And he's able to string together a a handful of seasons over the course of that contract where he's pitching as, as well as he is. We would hope and expect him to be. I mean, this thing pays for itself. And then some, I, I just don't understand how people don't see that. I really don't. So for the people, again, for the people asking, is this worth it? The answer is yes. It's Shohei Otani. You can't sit there and say, this is a unicorn. This is a guy we've never seen before. And maybe we'll never see again. And then flip and say, but he's not worth $700 million, so. 
you just can't do that. So I, I, I genuinely, I genuinely feel for the people who seemingly have flipped a switch on Shohei. They're out on Shohei. They're saying, you know, this guy's about himself. This guy's all about the money. I'm not watching anymore. I, I see honestly something that I saw within the last 24 hours that I feel like I haven't seen in a while, uh, simply because we haven't seen a contract this large. I mean, ever, but like we, we haven't had this conversation really since like the judge, uh, the judge deal, but I see the recirculated, you know, well, what about the first responders and the teachers? And look, I look, my dad was a firefighter for 30, 35 years. I, on a very personal level, understand the value of first responders and people in fields like that. But I think even he would tell you that it's an, he, that if you look at the base, if you look at baseball, if you look at sports, it's an entertainment industry. It's a business. There's millions and billions of dollars invested into this by people like me and you. So the irony of us sitting here talking, and I say us, really just the people that complain about how much money he's making. The irony of that is that we're feeding this beast. We're feeding this machine that we want to sit there and complain about. There's a reason that the Dodgers can afford a guy like Shohei Otani at a clip of $700 million. And it's because the money's there. And how is the money there? From people like you and me who buy the tickets, who buy the jerseys, who buy the food and drink, who buy the merch, the TV sales. It's all there. So I'll say it again. I'll say it one last time. This contract is worth it. Was it an overpay? Who knows? Who knows what the other deals were? Who are the other offers were? Was the airplane saga, was the private jet saga a, le a possible leak, a play to drive up the price? The timing says possibly. We don't know. But at the end of the day, knowing what this guy brings in, knowing what this guy makes, knowing the value that this guy has for an organization... You'd have to go a long way to find a number that I think you could classify as too too much, not worth it. Because it's Shohei Otani. <sighs> Folks, that about does it. Appreciate y'all listening. Um we got some we got some things lined up um here uh coming down the pipe. We're excited about. We got an interview uh, still still in the hopper. We're we're waiting to drop that. Uh, we got a we got a three zero change up coming up. Um, so be sure to check that one out. And in the meantime, if you haven't listened to any of our three uh, zero change ups, feel free to go back and listen. There again, as a recap or as a reminder, they're they're bonus pods where we talk about non baseball things. You know when things are slow, whether it be the off season or or what have you. 
Uh, and so we've, we've done a number of those in the past on a variety of things, uh, Costco, fast food, board, even board games, stuff like that. We literally just talk about anything and everything, uh, just as a little bit of an outlet when, again, when things are slow. Uh, but anyway, we've got another one, one of those coming up. So, uh, be sure to check that out. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. Uh, and if you're, if you're listening to this and you've never checked us out on YouTube, please do that. And while you're at it, subscribe. It's nice. I would, I would venture to say that if you listen, but you don't get the added element of the visual, you don't, you're not able to put the faces to the conversation. Maybe give it a shot. Maybe check us out. And like I said, while you're there, maybe subscribe. Even if you don't want to watch us on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Helps us out. And it it's really doesn't really do much for you. Like, it, again, if you just want to listen, if you're a hardcore listener and you just want to listen the rest of the way out, please be my guest. But head on over there and hit the subscribe button. Uh, again, folks, thank you all for, for sticking with me. I know you're probably wondering, well, how, how can he sit there and talk to himself for nearly an hour? Well, when it's a guy like Shohei Otani, I'm starting to learn that a guy like that, I could talk about with myself for hours. The more I learn about this guy, the more that I, I see, uh, about him, not just as a player, but as a person, I'm like, can I go back to like elementary school and do like one of those classic book reports on like my favorite baseball player? Cause I tell you what, man, Shohei Otani is quickly evolving into uh, one of my favorites and I'm sure he's doing the same for you. So again, thank you all. Um, thank you all for listening and, uh, we will see you guys soon. Looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.